Barry Soper, political editor, is with us. Hey, Barry. Good afternoon, Heather. Barry, tell me if I'm being unfair, but shouldn't the Prime Minister have been in Sandringham, her own electorate today? Uh, yes, I heard you say that, Heather, and um, the fact is she was just down the road, really, from Auckland and Hamilton West, shoring up the uh, election vote there for the by-election uh, in a couple of weeks' time. I agree with you. Um, you know, it's really serious when a business person in a dairy um, is stabbed uh, and dies as a result. Absolutely appalling. We've seen uh, them under attacks so much lately. And uh, like you, I believe the Prime Minister's place, uh, albeit for a short period, would have been in her own electorate. Um, she obviously passed on her condolences, and that's right and proper. But um, as the local electorate MP, she should have been there. The dairy she knows, it's not far from the, away from the one that she uses. Uh, she said to the local MP, she'll be receiving um, uh, updated briefings um, from the police. Um, ministers, she said, were continually talking about how they could support police and business owners in preventing crime. Hang on, wait a minute. Uh, the Sandringham Neighbourhood Support Coordinator, John McCafferty, um, he, or McCaffery, uh, he earlier today said that dairy owners, these uh, people that owned this particular dairy, had made um, previous attempts to get more security at the shop, but the police had denied their requests. Now, Hipkin, uh, Chris Hipkins, the Minister of Police, he apparently is wanting a police explain from the police. Look, there are many dairy owners, if you read into this, Heather, that have been waiting for bollards for security measures that were promised by the police, and now we see a person dead. It's uh, extraordinarily sad. It really is quite sad. Um, Adrian Orr, how did it go for him today at Parliament? <laughs> well, he had a better time of it today, Heather, than he did uh, the last time he was there. He was more relaxed, probably because he's got his old job uh, for now for another five years. But mm. look, all, all was talking to Hosking today. You would have heard him about um, our immigration setting uh, being a handbrake on the economy. Uh, today, he was um, preaching the same message to the Parliamentary Expenditure Committee but saying um, it's not just a problem for New Zealand. Have a listen. It is number one topic um, immediately. Where have the people gone? And, and it will be a really interesting part of, of um, how it unfolds over the next few years. Um, vacancy <laughs> rates, kind of two vacancy vacant positions for every one unemployed person um, across most of the OECD countries. So you can see that even if demand slows, it doesn't necessarily mean a, a, a rise in unemployment. It may mean that some of these vacancies actually get filled. That is a, a real challenge. Some sig very significant numbers. So I've had numbers of 4 million short in, in the US, 1 million short in the UK, you know, from, from standard positions. So, you know, this is part of the ongoing post-COVID uh, learning and that's true, Heather, but the problem internationally has been the closed borders, just like New Zealand, but it's just that the others are now opening uh, up to workers where New Zealand's being selective and putting barriers to residency in place. Mm. Erica Stanford, the um, immigration spokesperson for the National Party, she said, uh, she quoted from a weekly Treasury update from October 2021, uh, saying that labour shortages continue to pose barriers to growth 
and will keep inflationary pressures elevated. She said, despite that clear warning, the government couldn't get its act together and open the accredited uh, employer work visa until July this year, months after Australia opened it to all other visa holders uh, on the 7th of February. What we're doing in immigration, goodness only knows, but they're not delivering uh, for the sake of the economy in this country. Perhaps bringing in refugees from Nauru? Well, you know, um, that'll make Jacinda Ardern happy because you remember she was a pain in the side of um, Malcolm Turnbull. Just after she became Prime Minister, I went several times to meetings that she had had with Turnbull and she constantly um, barraged him about um, uh, taking the 150 refugees, which were first offered, I might say, by John Key nine years ago. Um, He said 150 New Zealand could take. Well, they finally began arriving in New Zealand. The first lot arrived on Tuesday. Um, And some of them, Heather, I don't think they'll be work ready. Some of them have been been in uh, detention centres on Nauru since 2013. So uh, this this is a shame on Australia. And they've been um, uh, criticised from the United Nations. They've been uh, accused of violating the Convention Against Torture. They've been accused by the Criminal Court internationally, uh, saying they they treat um, uh, refugees cruelly, inhumanely and degradingly. And, um, you know, this is nothing for Australia to be proud of. But I guess we're doing our bit finally, um, whether they, uh, they'll be able to assimilate to this country uh, easily is another matter. Mm. Barry, thanks very much. Barry Soper, political editor.